Hello everyone and welcome back to Three Fates Decide. My name is Sam and I am doing another solo episode and for my topic today I am hoping this is the last time we have to discuss this but we are going to be doing a final episode on the Depp vs. Heard case. You think you know what we're going to talk about. And welcome back to Three Fates Decide. It just sounds more dramatic that way. All right, so this week we are going to be talking about... But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. One Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I mean, we always celebrated Easter. You're part of the Half-Blood Prince. So we're going to do another free talk, freestyle thing. No planned discussion. At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. We're going to hit the main highlights. That is the thing that we were saying back in that episode. Quick recap. Three Fates Decide podcast. Because since we last talked about it, which was for our end of the year episode, things have changed. So I'm going to kind of do a brief update and uh, kind of go over everything and hopefully lay this to rest forever. So I hope you're ready. So I am going to kind of go back in time, go through the history of their relationship the previous court case in England, and then the current case before going into the recent update, which when I'm recording this, it was about a week or so ago that this occurred. And then, like I said, hopefully we never have to discuss this again. As you all know from previous episodes, you know my feelings about this whole situation. I do feel that Johnny is more of the victim uh, instead of Amber, he definitely was, you know, abused by Amber. Amber decided to use the Me Too movement for her own gain and say that he was the one that abused her and brought it out into the world. Now, the thing is, is that they divorced back in 2016. And again, we'll go through all that. Two years later, right before Aquaman was going to come out she decided to write this op-ed no one asked her about it no one did anything whatever it hadn't been talked about she's the one that brought it back out to the surface one thing that she constantly said was how she wanted johnny to leave her alone she wanted everyone you know she wanted this dead buried whatever but she was the one that was constantly bringing it up over and over and over again she's the one that kind of started this whole thing so but again you all know how i feel about this so let's just kind of get into it go through a brief history and then with the update. So starting back in 20, uh, 2009, they met during the filming of Rum Diary. And according to Amber, uh, Johnny did seem into her. She was kind of into him also, but they were both dating other people. Johnny was with his longtime relationship. She was with her previous girlfriend. So nothing ever came of it. In 2012, they began dating. And that same year uh, was when Johnny ended his long-term relationship with Vanessa Paradis. And they were together for like 14 years. They had two children. That's where his two children came from and all that. So in 2014, Amber was spotted wearing an engagement ring and Johnny confirms the engagement. And in 2015, they got married in a private ceremony and that was in the Bahamas, and then they traveled to Australia, 
and they got in trouble because they smuggled their dogs, Pistol and Boo, into Australia when they weren't allowed to. They had that cringy, cringy, cringy apology video, which was horrible. And Amber is eventually charged with two counts of illegal importing uh, of the two dogs and one count of producing a false document. In fact, she's still possibly going to get in trouble for this. So that this is still not over in terms of the whole smuggling the dogs thing. But in 2016, uh, May, she files for divorce and is granted a temporary restraining order against him, even though he was not in the country when she filed this, but whatever. Uh, she claims that Johnny had thrown a phone at her, leaving her bruised. And that was a whole big thing in the court case was her coming out and being, you know, pictures were being taken. TMZ just happened to be at the courtroom or the courthouse that day with the bruise on her cheek and all that stuff. Um, so in her sworn declaration, she said during the entirety of a relationship, Johnny Depp has been verbally and physically abusive to me. He has a short fuse. He is often paranoid and his temper is exceptionally scary for me. And she said that she was living in fear that Johnny will return to the house unannounced to terrorize her physically and emotionally, which is why she got the restraining order. Um, a judge then rejects Heard's request that Johnny attend a year's worth of anger management classes and refused to extend the protective order to the couple's dogs. The police never pressed charges against Johnny, who denied from the very beginning that he ever attacked her. Later in a joint statement, they announced that they've settled their divorce and their statement said, our relationship was intensely passionate and at times uh, volatile, but always bound by love. And it also added that uh, Amber would be donating any proceeds from the settlement to charity. Again, big point in this case. 2017, couple's divorce was finalized. 2018, Amber writes an op-ed for the Washington Post at the heart of the defamation lawsuit. In the op-ed, she writes, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse, and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. In the article, she mentions her experience with abuse from childhood to adulthood. It does not include Johnny's name. At the crux of the article, Amber asks for support for women experiencing domestic violence. We have an opening now to bolster and build institutions protect, protective of women. For starters, Congress can reauthorize and strengthen the Violence Against Women Act. In 2019, Johnny sues her for defamation, claiming that the Post article was a ruse for her to gin up positive press for herself. Johnny also claims that she's not the victim of domestic violence, but instead the perpetrator. He seeks $50 million in damages. In 2020, audio of Amber allegedly saying she hit debt is published to the Daily Mail. Later, a libel trial is held in the United Kingdom over the British newspaper The Sun calling Depp a wife beater. Depp sues both executive editor Dan Wooten and The Sun's parent company, The News Group newspaper. His ex-partner, Paradise, defends Johnny, submitting a statement saying that the actor is the farthest thing from a violent person. Johnny brings forward claims that Heard had affairs with businessman Elon Musk and actor James Franco. He also claims that Amber put her own fecal matter in their bed and was physically violent toward him. In November, the, a judge sides with the son. Domestic abuse victims must never be silenced. 
and we thank the judge for his careful consideration and thank Amber Heard for her courage in giving evidence to the court, the newspaper says in a statement. After the ruling, Johnny posts a statement on Instagram saying that he has been asked to exit the Fantastic Beast franchise. I wish to let you know that I have been asked to resign by Warner Brothers from my role as Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts, and I have respected and agreed to that request, he writes in the post. So I did lie before. I said he was fired. He was basically asked to leave. I think if he had said no, they probably would have fired him, but he was. they were already in the beginnings of filming when they asked him to leave. So, you know, what was he really going to do? In 2021, Amber countersues Johnny for $100 million. And I'm going to stop here for a second because during the trial, Amber's attorney, Elaine Bredelhoff, admits to the jury during, I believe, her final statements that the only reason why they countersued for $100 million was because Johnny sued for 50 and they wanted to get more than what Johnny was going to get. So they didn't really have cause for $100 million. She didn't deserve $100 million. They just picked a number that was higher than Johnny. They just doubled what Johnny asked for, which just shows how much this whole thing was bullshit, but whatever. So now we get to the trial. April 11th, the defamation trial kicks off with Amber and Johnny appearing in court in Fairfax County, Virginia. In the defense's opening statement, uh, Rottenborn reads the entirety of Hearst's post op-ed to the jury and tells them that the actor exercised her right to free speech. They're going to use free speech a lot. On April 19th, Johnny himself takes the stand and testifies over the course of four days. Attorneys for Johnny lay out evidence of Amber's alleged abuse, while Amber's lawyers focus on Johnny's past drug and alcohol use, text messages, and recordings claiming that Johnny perpetrated the violence. While on, on the stand, he claims that Amber would instigate arguments and escalate their feuds. At the end of his four-day testimony, when asked what he had lost due to Amber's op-ed in the post, he said, nothing less than everything, which was really kind of heartbreaking. But at the start of May, Amber fires her crisis public relations firm. Uh, precision strategy. She reportedly had been frustrated by the negative coverage she'd been receiving following Johnny's testimony. And her new team is led by David Shane. Let me just tell you, David Shane has also been sued or uh, not charged, but someone claims that he sexually assaulted them. So not necessarily the best person to go to, but whatever, I guess. Um, during the first day of her testimony, which was on May 4th, Amber paints a picture of a man who, you know, was oscillating between active addiction and sobriety and said that, uh, it made it hard to continue the relationship. So she kind of went on with that narrative that her attorneys were starting while Johnny was on the stand, that he was kind of going back and forth between sobriety and, um, and addiction. And then she alleges that while on vacation with Johnny in May 2013, he did a cavity search on her while looking for his cocaine. She describes other instances of alleged abuse, including the time Johnny allegedly first hit her. On May 24th, Hurd's team rest is, rests its case. Johnny's team asks the judge to dismiss Hurd's countersuit 
And she said no, which is common for them to do. So that, that wasn't like a random thing. Amber's team did the same thing. It's like as soon as a, a team rests, the other side tries to get the case thrown out. It, it's just, it's, it's normal. So on May 25th, Johnny returns to the stand and says, it's insane to hear heinous accusations of violence, sexual violence that she's attributed to me, that she's accused me of, he says. And he said, I don't think anyone enjoys having to split themselves open and tell the truth. But there are times when one simply has to because it's gotten so out of control. Horrible, ridiculous, humiliating, ludicrous, painful, savage, unimaginably brutal, cruel, and all false. All false. And then Amber returned to the stand on May 26th before closing arguments. She said that she's been inundated with death threats since the start of the trial. They, her team really put a lot of focus on the social media element and how she was basically being treated as the wrongful party in the public eye. She definitely lost in the court of public opinion even before this trial, but even, but especially during this trial, anyone that watched her, you know, on on that stand, if you can't see the lies that she was caught in, I I just can't help you because it, it was, to me, it just was, you know, it was so easy to see how many times she's lied. So then Amber goes on to say, protecting the secret that I did for as long as I did has taken enough of my voice. Johnny has taken enough of my voice and the right to tell my story. I have the right to say what happened. I have the right to, as an American, to talk about what happened to me, to my own truth and my story. On the 27th, the jury hears closing arguments and then begins deliberating. And the jury was comprised of seven members and two alternates. And they took off for uh, Memorial Day and they returned on May 31st. But then on June 1st, they reached a verdict and the verdict unanimously found that Amber defamed Johnny, awarding him $5 million in punitive damages and $10 million in compository damages. The jury also awards or awarded Amber $2 million in uh, compensatory damages for her counterclaim but nothing in punitive damages. So the the jury basically said, Amber, you're a liar. We don't believe you. After the verdict, Johnny said that the jury gave him his life back. From the very beginning, the goal of bringing this case was to reveal the truth, regardless of the outcome. Speaking the truth was something that I owed to my children and to all those who have remained steadfast in their support of me. I feel at peace knowing I have finally accomplished that. Meanwhile, Amber said she was heartbroken by the decision. I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. So again, I'm going into this full disclosure, I am a victim of sexual abuse myself from when I was younger. And it really makes me angry that she tries to use other women's stories and whatever to, to fight this battle. 
and a lot of women who are victims of domestic violence or sexual violence have said that she does not represent them. And I myself am saying, she does not represent me. And I think she is a liar, she is a fraud, and I hope she reaps what she, what she sows. So that's all I have to say. So since the trial, Johnny has appeared on the MTV Music Awards. He surprised the audience by showing up as the Moon Man. He announced a summer 2023 European tour with his band, Hollywood Vampires, and he's set to direct a movie for the first time in a quarter of a century. He also appeared in the fourth edition of the Savage Ten Fenty Fashion Show. In October, Heard filed a brief laying the groundwork to appeal to the jury's decision. In November, more than 130 people, including Gloria Steinem and organizations in the field of women's rights advocacy and domestic violence and sexual assault awareness, signed an open letter to support Amber. On December 19th, Amber announced in an Instagram post that she settled the defamation case. I'm going to actually read her entire statement now. After a great deal of deliberation, I have made a very difficult decision to settle the defamation case brought against me by my ex-husband in Virginia. It's important for me to say that I never chose this. I defended my truth, and in doing so, my life as I knew it was destroyed. The vilification I have faced on social media is an amplification, amplified version of the ways in which women are re-victimized when they come forward. Now I have an opportunity to emancipate myself from something I attempted to leave over six years ago and on terms I can agree to. I have made no admission. This is not an act of concession. There are no restrictions or gags with respect to my voice moving forward. I make this decision having lost faith in the American legal system where my unprotected testimony served as entertainment and social media fodder. When I stood before a judge in the UK, I was vindicated by a robust, impartial, and fair system where I was protected from having to give the worst moments of my testimony in front of the world's media, and where the court found that I was subjected to domestic and sexual violence. In the US, however, I exhausted almost all my resources in advance of and during the trial in which I was subjected to a courtroom in which abundant direct evidence that corroborated my testimony was excluded, and in which popularity and power mattered more than reason and due process. In the interim, I was exposed to a type of humiliation that I simply cannot relive. Even if my U.S. appeal was, was successful, the best outcome would be a retrial where a new jury would have to reconsider the evidence again. I simply cannot go through that for a third time. Time is precious and I want to spend my time productively and purposefully. For too many years, I have been caged in an arduous and expensive legal process, which has shown itself unable to protect me and my right to free speech. I cannot afford to risk an impossible bill, one that is not just financial, but also psychological, physical, and emotional. Women shouldn't have to face abuse or bankruptcy for speaking her truth but unfortunately it is not uncommon. In settling this case, I am choosing the freedom to dedicate my time to the work that helped me heal after my divorce, work that exists in realms in which I feel seen, heard, and believed, and in which I know I can affect change. 
I will not be threatened, disheartened, or dissuaded by what happened from speaking the truth. No one can and no one will take that from me. My voice forever remains the most valuable asset I have. I'd like to thank my outstanding appellate and original trial teams for their relentless hard work. I want to thank everyone who has supported me and I turn my attention to the growing support that I've felt and seen publicly in the months since trial and the efforts that have been made to show solidarity with my story. Any survivor knows that the ability to tell their story often feels like the only relief and I cannot find enough words to tell you the hope your belief in me inspires, not just for me, but for all of you. Thank you. See you soon. Well, Amber, if you look up gaslighting in the dictionary, your picture and your whole thing would be next to it. So with this settlement, uh, she has to only pay Johnny $1 million as opposed to the $15 million, though it was really, I think, $8.5 million uh, that she was told to. So she made out a lot better than she would have. And as a result, uh, Johnny and his team said that he is actually going to give it all to charity because to him, it was never about the money. It was about clearing his name. And that's all he cared about was clearing his name and letting the world know that she lied. And so he is going to make sure that that stays. Now, Amber does need to be careful because by her settling, that means that this whole thing, um, she was found to have defamed him. If she does go out in public and continues to spew the story about Johnny, she could be sued again. Now, she's still going through legal trouble with other things, but, you know, her um, insurance companies were suing her. And then again, she's still dealing with everything with Australia because I know back during this whole trial, they were looking into possibly bringing her in and that that's possible prison time for for that whole thing. So we'll see what happens. I think her acting career is done because even though she did seem to get a lot more support after the trial from people, there's still more people that believe Johnny that then believe her. And again, if you watch the trial, if you watch her, she never cried, she faked it, but there was never any tears ever. Uh, when she would talk, she would switch in between present and past tense. Usually, if you're telling the truth, you would use past tense. When you're lying on the spot, you use present tense. Um, her eyes, she would constantly look at the jury. In fact, a member of the jury did come out and say how uncomfortable they were about her constantly looking over at them every time she answered. She got uh, found that she lied about donating her divorce settlement. She said that she liked to use donate and pledge synonymously, even though they're two very separate words with different definitions, but whatever. And she lied about notifying TMZ about the divorce and her going to the courthouse. We also found out that she was the one and, or her team were the ones that gave that video of Johnny slamming the cabinet uh, doors and stuff like that, because they were able to get that up in 15 minutes, which means that they got it from the direct source. So it's also come out that 
uh, one of her um, her ex best friend's ex fiance, who also lived with them, Josh. All of her friends, by the way, lived for free with Johnny. And when she was going to file for divorce and all that stuff, her attorney reached out to Johnny's attorney and basically said, if you give us three out of the five penthouses, the Range Rover, you pay for everything, we'll let this all go and we won't say anything. But if you don't give us what we want, we're, we're saying that, you know, we're going to go and file saying that you like abused and all that stuff. So they, they try to extort him. And that's, I mean, they have the letter from the attorney's office. They tried to extort Johnny. So if you believed Amber with all of this evidence against her, I'm sorry. And all of her quote unquote evidence that wasn't allowed to come in was her uh, notes from some of her therapist offices that she said that she went and told them what happened. But all of these office notes apparently were from well after this, like everything happened. It was like after the divorce, she went and saw therapists, a couple of therapists and told them these stories to her. That's her, you know, whatever her evidence. There was nothing. She never went to the hospital after any of these situations, after the horrendous thing that happened in Australia that she, that she discussed. And I'm not going to go into it in detail, but she never went to the hospital after he supposedly broke her nose and she went on the James Corden show the next day. And there was, I mean, she was perfectly fine. She never went to the hospital. Like she just, and like, again, the jury didn't believe you the same way that most of the public didn't believe you because you over-exaggerated so much and then your evidence showed nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. And as much as you're complaining, there's plenty of evidence that Johnny's team had that they couldn't use either because it was someone else's voice was in the recording so they couldn't use it. Like how in Australia, you admitting to cutting off Johnny's finger and it's in the recording. You apologizing, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. The doctor that was there mentioning that she was the one that cut off the thing. Like, it, it's just, it is what it is. And, uh, but it's over. At the end of the day, Johnny was vindicated. Amber has left the U.S. She is, at last I heard, she was living in Spain. And, you know, good riddance to bad rubbish. And I hope she never works in Hollywood again. And if she wants to continue playing that she's the queen of you know, domestic and sexual violence and go around. I hope she's prepared because with this happening, she could be sued for defamation again. So she better be careful. And that's all I'm going to say. If you have any other comments you want to make about this, feel free to reach out to us. But I am calling the Depp vs. Heard case closed for good. I hope we never have to talk about her again. If we talk about him, I hope it's about movies only. Never want to deal with this again. But it's been a crazy wild ride. And I'm just glad that it uh, turned out the way that it did. So very happy for Johnny. And yeah, case closed. Boom. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time. And see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.